Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary. Today, I'm going to be talking about a new feature that TikTok released. I don't know when they released it. All I know is is that it is a newly released feature. I'm also going to be talking about a huge thing that happened yesterday in, in college sports, and that is the fact that NCAA athletes are now able to profit off their image and their likeness. This is huge. Can't wait to talk about that. Then to finish off the podcast, I want to talk about the NBA draft and specifically a few prospects um, that I've been watching. I want to talk about or give my thoughts about them. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Talk about this new TikTok feature. What is it? Now you might be asking, you're probably asking like, what are you talking about? I haven't seen this. And TikTok is now allowing their creators to make videos that are up to three minutes long. They, it used, I believe that at the start, you can only make videos that were 15 seconds. I think they increased it to 60 seconds. Now it's up to three minutes. And that is huge because now TikTok is getting into the long form, the long form content game um, that YouTube has taken, has had control over for years now. Um, and TikTok is kind of getting into that game here. Um, they're allowing their creators to make longer content. And that's big because I think in the future, TikTok is going to be able to compete with YouTube with, if they continue to make, um, to allow their creators to make longer con- content. That'll be huge. Now, I don't know if this is going to become popular, how often creators are going to make three minute long videos. Um, uh, short form content is becoming increasingly popular uh, because, you know, our, our attention spans are just continuing to dwindle. Um, with social media becoming more popular and becoming a bigger part of our lives. So I wonder and I question how popular this feature will be, um, but I think it's huge for the platform. Um, I, so I think this is the, the future of content creation. Um, you know, for a while now on YouTube, everyone was making 10-minute-long videos to get, you know, their mineral ads um, and shorter content was becoming popular on YouTube, and you got people like David Dobrik, who's a popular vlogger. His videos are four minutes and twenty-one seconds long each time, and I think people are gonna, you know, kind of gravitate towards that kind of content where it's not short, like it's not just a minute long, but it's also not ten minutes long. I think eventually everyone's gonna be making content that's in, you know kind of that in the middle area where it's like five minutes long. I've been trying to do that. Um, I, I, one of my, my latest video that I released on my, on my YouTube channel, um, was titled, uh, like Donovan Mitchell is an elite playoff scorer. Um, and it's part of a new series I want to do called through the numbers where I kind of look at, um, talk, talk about different topics, looking at the numbers behind them. I mean, it was around five minutes long. And that's what I think is a great length for my videos. It's not too long, but it's not too short. Um, so huge, a huge new thing that TikTok has done. And I actually don't know if everyone can do this or can use this feature. I don't know if it's worldwide. I know personally I can. Um, I know my account has that feature, so I can make three-minute long videos. But I don't think everyone can. Um, so that'll be interesting to see when they roll it out to everyone and how that works and how the platform changes as a, as a result of this new feature, but that's cool. 
Um, and I would just keep, keep if, if you're a content creator, be on the lookout for that because this could be a, a huge thing uh, for content creation. Now I want to talk about college athletes finally being able to profit off their likeness and their image. This happened yesterday. Um, I, I can't remember when uh, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of this. Uh, this happened like a week ago. Uh, they, they ruled um, in favor of this unanimously, which was huge. So now um, players are able to get sponsors. Uh, they're able to agree to sponsorships. And last, yesterday we saw a bunch of athletes do this. Bo Nix, Auburn's quarterback, um, he got a, he got sponsored by Milo's T. Um, you know, Derek Stingley Jr. He, I think, I'm trying to remember what his sponsorship was. I, I can't remember if he got sponsored by somebody or if he was, or if he became the co-founder of something. I know there was one collegiate athlete that became, it was De'Aaron King. He became the co-founder of some company, which is huge. Um, but it's great to see that college athletes are actually able to profit off their image and their likeness. I've been a huge supporter of college athletes uh, being paid for years now. Um, college athletes, they generate so much money through the business of college sports. It's only right that they're able to profit off of it. Um, and, and, the, and the fact that they're allowed to do this is, is huge and it's great. Um, I think this is an amazing thing. Um, you know, colleges aren't paying these athletes. Um, these athletes are just, they're able to do their own things, their own side gigs. They're able to get sponsors and make money that way. And I think it's great. Um, and, and it's not only sponsors, like, like I just said, like they're able to do side gigs so they can do YouTube. They can, you know, run their own business. And that's huge. Like there was one athlete, I can't remember his name, but he used to, or, he, or now he's going to start doing, like doing shows, playing guitar, doing music, um, doing shows. And, and that's great. He couldn't do that before. Now he's able to do that. That's amazing. Um, and, and we're going to start seeing athletes, college athletes do stuff like this all the time. And it's going to be widespread. And now it's accepted and, and it's not illegal. It's not against the rules. So that's awesome. Um, but that happened yesterday. It's going to continue to happen. We're going to see more athletes get sponsorships. And we're probably going to see players get shoe deals at some point. Um, it's going to come onto the field. And I've seen people complain about it on Twitter and social media. I don't know why people are, are complaining about it. This is not a bad thing. If, if this is going to keep you from watching college sports, I don't know what your deal is. Like, that's just weird to me, in my opinion. I don't really care. Like, this isn't going to, it's not going to impact uh, my viewership of college sports. I'm going to continue watching them, whether the assets were getting paid or not. And now, now that they're getting paid, it's not, I, I don't think it's going to ruin the product. I don't, I don't think, like, I just don't see why it would and, or why people would have a problem with this. Um, it's just, a, it's, it's weird to me uh, that someone would even have an issue with this. I think players deserve to get paid. They bring in so much money um, through, through their on-court on performance or on-the-field performance, like through their performance in their respective sports. Um, they deserve to get more money um, as a result of that. And this will be huge for college sports. Um, this is great. And I can't wait. We should be celebrating this, not tearing down these athletes. But anyway, let's move on and talk about the NBA draft. I want to talk about three prospects specifically. Kate Cunningham... Sharif Cooper, and Trey Mann. Starting off with Cade Cunningham. Cunningham is a, 
guard slash wing out of Oklahoma State. Um, I I don't know what position people want to box him into. I think he can be whatever you want. He can be a point guard. He can be a wing. I have a stats database that I talked about in my last podcast episode. Um, I have him grouped with the wings because Martorvik.com, which is a website that has, it's like a, it's just basically all stats. It's a big stats database where you can filter different numbers. Uh, they have roles rather than positions, and they have Kate Cunningham. They have his role listed as a wing forward. And because of that, I have him listed as a wing, so I'm going to be talking about him as a wing. But he can be a guard at the next level. And Kane Cunningham is a 6'8 wing guard who can just handle the basketball. He's a very good playmaker and a very good three-level scorer who also happens to be an awesome defender. Um, he's a really good perimeter defender, on-ball defender, and a, and a team defender. Uh, just overall, all around, just an excellent defender. Um, can do a lot of things on the court. Um, he's, I think he's going to be a primary initiator at the next level because he is such a good scorer and a passer. I know, and I'm going to get to this in a little bit with his passing numbers, um, but he's a great creator for both himself and his teammates, and I think that's going to translate to the next level. Now, I want to talk about scoring because he's an excellent scorer, and I think this is the best part of his game. He's an excellent three-point shooter, shot uh, 40% from three this year on good volume. Also shot really well from the free throw line, so I think he projects um, as a as a very good three-point shooter at the next level. Um, and then you look at what he can do from mid-range and at the basket. He's also great at scoring from those levels as well. That's why he's a three-level scorer. Um, he's a very good mid-range shooter. If he can't get to the basket, he can stop at a dime, pull up over his defender's head, um, and, and hit contested mid-range jumpers. He can also, you know, use his size and his strength to his advantage to kind of create separation um, and for mid-range and hit fadeaway jumpers. I think that's a, big, a great skill of his. Um, and then he's so tall, he's 6'8", he's got like a 7-foot wingspan, and he can utilize that to his advantage uh, when he attacks the basket line drives. I think that is a, a, a big skill of his as well. Um, you know, he's not a great athlete. Um, doesn't have um, an unbelievable first step. Doesn't have an incredible vertical. But he's so strong, he's so big, and he's so long that it doesn't really matter. He's able to just shoot over people, um, and and he can, you know, cre- he just he creates separation on drives with his strength. And so that is a cause for concern, in my opinion. But I don't think it's as big of an issue as a lot of people think. I know. Uh, Chad Ford, who does a lot of great draft work, he went on a Ryan Rosillo's podcast earlier this week and was talking about some of Kane Cunningham's issues. And yes, Kane Cunningham is not a perfect prospect. Hold up. He's not a perfect prospect by any means. But the issues that he does have, I don't think they're going to they're gonna just kill him at the next level. I don't think they're going to keep him from reaching his full potential because, you know, there's more context necessary when you're talking about these issues, like his athleticism. Like, yes, he's not a great athlete, but he's also six feet, eight inches tall with a seven foot wingspan, and he's got a really great functional strength. And I think that allows him to be a good finisher. I think that allows him to create separation from the mid range when he wants to get a shot off. And so I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. 
Now I want to talk about his passing because this has been a, a, a huge issue in some people's minds. And sure, I don't think his playmaking is elite, but I think it's pretty freaking good. Um, and the numbers disagree. I think he actually had a higher turnover rate than his assist rate. Um, and, and let me check on that. So his turnover rate, let me go to the wings. Um, I'm at wings. We're going to Kate Cunningham. All right. Let's look at, let's look at his assist rate. So he had an assist rate of 24, uh, 20.4% and a turnover rate of 14.8%. Um, so no, or sorry, and a turn, turnover rate of 18.7%. So he didn't have a higher turnover rate than his assist rate. Um, but that's not great. Like his turnover rate is really high. His assist rate is low for a guy who has, you know, who has been talked about as a really good playmaker. And those indicators aren't great. But when you watch, when you watch this film, he sees the game better than your average player. Um, he can make skip passes to the corner. Um, he can make passes that other players that don't have his physical tools simply can't make. And so, for that reason, I think he's a pretty good player. Now, he does turn over, turn over the ball a lot. His handle is loose, um, and that leads to him getting stripped a lot more or more often than you would expect. Um, but I think that can be fixed in the next level. And even if it doesn't, I don't think that's going to uh, cause him to bust. I think he has very low bust potential. I think he has one of the highest floors out of any prospect in the 2021 NBA draft, because he's a special team defender, a special on-ball defender. He's an excellent scorer, an elite scorer, um, projects to be a very good three-level scorer at the next level, and he's a good passer. I don't think the numbers uh, provide the context necessary. Like These numbers don't tell you that he wasn't playing with the greatest of teammates in college. Um, he wasn't playing in, in, in the best circumstance at Oklahoma State, didn't have great, great teammates, didn't have great spacing, um, but he was still able to, you know, have an assist rate of at least 20%. Um, now, like I said, I don't think he's an elite pl playmaker. I think Shereen Cooper's a better passer, but with Kate Cunningham, um, with the way that he reads the court along with his physical tools, I think he's going to be a good playmaker at the next level. Um, and I, I think his passing ability will be even better once he has really good NBA-level teammates around him. Um, I want to talk about his defense. I think his defense is super underrated. Um, he is a super good perimeter defender. Um, on, on Defending on the ball at the point of attack, he's really good. But I think his team defense might even be better. Um, his team defense is excellent. He's great at making smart rotations. And on closeouts, he's excellent. He gets out there quickly, and he's able to contest shots with his super long wingspan. Um, that'll help him be a really good defender at the next level. Um, so I think his defensive potential is really, really high. And at the next level, he's going to be a very good defender, in my opinion. So that's all my thoughts on Kate Cunningham. Now let's move on to Sharif Cooper. Sharif Cooper is a point guard out of Auburn. Didn't play a ton this year. Um, he was serving a suspension at the beginning of the year. I think he was like academically uh, ineligible, or he was ruled academically ineligible uh, by the NCAA. And so he didn't play at the beginning of the season. Came in like halfway through the year. Played 12 games, I believe. Uh, let me look. Um, he played. He played 
12 games, started 12 games, only played 397 games this year, but he showed that he is a really good prospect, mainly due to his playmaking. I actually made a, a, uh, a TikTok about, about, K, about Sharif Cooper. You can go check that, check that out at, uh, the wire, at, um, wire, or the dot wire dot sports. Uh, that's my TikTok, uh, name. You can go check out that video. Um, I talked about his playmaking, and he's one of the best passers in the draft, um, and that is re- reflected in, in his production. He had an assist rate of 51.9% and a turnover rate of 17.7%. Turnover rate is a little bit high, but that's to be expected from a guy um, who's uh, passing the ball a lot and has the load that he had. I mean, he had a crazy big load this year. Um but he's an excellent passer. His anticipation is incredible. The way he sees the floor is awesome. Um, his touch as a passer on alley-oops is crazy. Um, he's able to, to manipulate defenders. I think just his anticipation, the way he reads the floor is so good. Um, and he makes complex reads look easy. Um, you know, like I said, the, the high assist rate along with what I've seen on film, make me believe that he's going to be an excellent passer at the next, le- at the next level. Despite being just like six foot one, I don't know his actual height. I know at the combine he was measured at 6'4". I don't believe that at all. I think he's around, I think he is from 5'10 to six foot one inches tall. Um, I think that's how tall he is. I don't believe that he is six foot four. That's crazy. Um, and, and he just, he's a lot smaller on film than that, so I don't believe that height, but for a guy who is only like 5'10", 6 feet tall, he's an excellent passer, um, and I think that's going to translate to the next level. Now, what else is he going to be able to do at the next level? I think that is the big question with Cooper. How well is he going to be able to score the ball at the next level, and if he can't score, how well is he going to be, like, is he going to be a great creator for himself and for others? If he can't shoot at the next level, I think his his equity as a creator, you know, isn't going to be very high. Um, but I th- I'm optimistic about his shooting. He shot, let me look at his free throw percentage. He shot um, 82.5% from the free throw line in college on excellent volume. He shot 104 free throws per game, or per 40 minutes, um, that's great, so I think that he has shooting touch, um, and, you know, you look at the touch he displays on Allen Oops, I think he could potentially be a good three-point shooter at the next level, it'll all depend on his shooting mechanics, he doesn't have great shooting mechanics right now, he has, he has an arc in his back when he shoots, it's almost like he's shooting a fadeaway on every single one of his jump shots, that's got to change at the next level. He, he needs to, you know, change his shooting mechanics so, to where he's shooting, to where his jump shot is more fluid, it's quicker, and he isn't fading away. That'll make him more consistently. And, and, I, and I'm positive, I'm, I'm optimistic that he'll become a better three-point shooter at the next level. Because if he can do that, I think he's going to be a, a pretty good starting point guard in the NBA. Um, but let's say he doesn't become a good three-point shooter then what's the outlook on his career in the NBA? If he's not a great a great shooter, I think that hurts his ceiling a lot. He'll probably um, be like a sixth man rather than a high-level starter. Um, but I still think he's going to be able to score at the NBA no matter what. I mean, he had a, a ridiculous free throw rate of 0.56. 
Um, he shot the ball a ton in college. I think he he shot like he he shot eighteen point five field goal attempts per forty minutes, and he shot ten point four free throw attempts per forty minutes. And and he averaged twenty four point four points per forty. Um, did it on not great efficiency, but his true shooting percentage was fifty one point nine percent. That's not awful, but it's not great. I just think his productivity as a collegiate scorer, along with the like with his in the, with his like free throw rate, I think he can still put the ball in the basket at a consistent rate in the NBA, despite not being a great shooter. Consider like assuming that he doesn't become a good three point shooter at the next level. Um, but I like Sharif Cooper. I'm not like all in on him as like a top ten prospect yet. Um, but I do like him. I'm betting on Sharif Cooper that he becomes a quality player in the NBA because he's such a smart player. Um, the, the playmaking is real, and I think there are statistical indi- indicators um, that he could become a, a quality sh- uh, scorer at the next level, even if he is a very good shooter. Now let's move on talk about Trey Mann. Man is a guard wing out of Florida. Um, I have him listed as a wing in my database. With the role, with his role being, let me actually find him. Um, with his role uh, being, okay, where's he at? With his role being a wing guard, um, and and he is a very intriguing prospect. I actually wrote an article about him earlier this week. You can go check that out at our at my website, thewiresports.com, and I think he's awesome. I think his scoring gives him a really high floor as like this incredible sixth man. Um, he's a phenomenal scorer, um, a really good shot creator. His ability to create space and create advantages with his handle is unreal. His flexibility and, and his quickness is excellent and allows him to stop on a dime and create separation. Um, and, and he kills opponents with snatchbacks and stepback jumpers. Um, and, and I think his shot creation will translate at the next level. He had a really good season this year. Um, he averaged, let me see how many points he averaged. Um, he actually, let me go back a little bit. He averaged 20 or 19.8 points per game on 57.9% true shooting. That's really good scoring efficiency for a college player. And he's young. He was a sophomore. He's 20, he's, he's going to be 20 years old on draft night. Um, and he's 6'5", 190 90 pounds with, a, I don't know what his actual wingspan is, um, but he's got an okay wingspan, not a great wingspan. I don't think, I don't even know if it's positive or not, um, but he got decent size for a shooting guard. Um, but and, and I think that along with his handle, along with the shot creation, uh, it's gonna, it gives him a high floor as a scorer in the NBA. Um, I think he's going to be able to come into the league right away and, and be a, a, a flamethrower of a scorer off the bench. And I also think he has the potential to be a good playmaker. Now, he was not a great passer in college. He, he would see open windows too late. Um, he would have easy reads, and he would just miss them. Um, so I don't think he has great anticipation as a passer. And I don't think his court vision is, is elite at, 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 by any means. But you can see the, the wheels turning in his head. Um, he likes to attempt difficult passes, um, and, he, and he can consistently execute simple reads. Um, and so for that reason, I think he has the potential to be a good playmaker at the next level. Um, but 
that's because I have a, an optimi- optimistic projection for him. Um, the numbers say otherwise. The numbers aren't great for him. Like he had an assist rate of uh, 21.9% um, and a turnover rate of 17%. Not great numbers. Um, and, and he doesn't rank very highly in my play in my passing metric for wings in my database. Um, but like I said, you can see the you can see the wheels turning. He he can he likes to make difficult passes. He doesn't always make them or execute them, um, but he's willing to test them out. And he consistently makes simple reads. So I think he could be a great playmaker or, or a good playmaker at the next level. Um, defense. That's a huge concern of mine. Um, he is not going to be a very good defender in the next level, in my opinion. He doesn't move his feet well. Um, he gets overpowered on drives, and that's mainly due to um, his weight. I mean, he's 190 pounds. He's got a skinny frame, um, so I don't expect him to be a very good defender at the next level, um, and, and that's going to be a huge issue. And this leads me to my biggest issue. What is his role going to be at the next level? Let's say he doesn't become a good passer. That gives him a, like, he, then, at that point, he's really only a good scorer, um, and he needs the ball in his hands to be impactful, and I don't know if he can be a starter then. If, if he's not a, a good playmaker in the next level, I think he's probably going to have to be a sixth man, and I think he, he will be awesome in that role. Like, if he has to be a sixth man, I think he could dominate there. I think he could win the sixth man award. That's how good of a scorer he is. But if he's not, if his passing doesn't translate, then you're looking at a guy who's a very good scorer, a very good shot creator, but needs the ball in his hands to be impactful and isn't a good defender at all, really. Um, and, and, that, and that worries me. That worries me. So I have questions about what his ultimate ceiling is. I worry about that um, because I don't know if he's going to be a starter at the next level. I, I'm optimistic that it can be. I'm optimistic about the passing. He's got a great scoring package. He's a, a, a very good shooter. Um, he's got a nice floater game. His, his floater package is really good. Um, and, and, and just the handle and the shot creation makes him an intriguing prospect in my eyes. And, and I like him. I think, he, he, I think he's one of the better prospects in this draft. I think he's super underrated. And I can't wait to see what he can do at the next level in the NBA. Well, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you want to um, talk to me on social media, my, my Twitter is at the Ryan McCrary. That's the Ryan, R-Y-A-N, McCrary, M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. That's also my Instagram handle. Um, if you want to check out my website, that is thewiresports.com. Um, I also have a TikTok, a YouTube. You can find all of that on my website. I hope y'all had a good day today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, and I will see y'all next time.